welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the annual AMAK Awards for 2023. (laughs) The time has come, as it does every year, for us to recognize our favorite achievements in K-pop. Yes. Chosen uh, based by ourselves based for ourselves uh-huh. <laughs> by our based on our own criteria <laughs> yep so these are not these are what we liked best these are not the things that were most popular or most streamed or whatever mm. these are our personal awards that we would like to award to the things that we loved yes uh, and our awards have grown throughout the years, as we uh, usually comment at the beginning of these mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, we have 10 categories now. Um, so if you've never listened to one of these episodes, we uh, mm, chose these categories f- ourselves. I don't really remember. Back in 2018, like, I think we yeah. just were looking at what can we do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some of them came out of like just needing to talk out of about a specific song that came out that year and having no other place to put it. Uh Uh, But we've stuck to these 10 for the last couple of years. So we usually just pick one each and uh, chat a little bit about it in a in an effort to recap the year. Absolutely. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's our first category, as always, you got to start with the newest thing. So our first category is Best Rookie. Uh, and this can be awarded to any group or soloist that has debuted in the calendar year of 2023. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first? Because I literally have a full page outline <laughs> and it's going to take a minute. <laughs> Sure. Um, I, I'll go first. No problem. Because mine won't take any time at all. <laughs> uh, I d- like didn't really even have a lot of options for this one because I almost never pay attention to rookie boy groups. Um, and the only rookie girl groups I that usually catch my eye are from the uh, our gr- deep dive that we do or our support girl groups episode. And in that episode, we got a lot from Triple S, um, a new group that debuted, I guess, technically, like the concept of them debuted in 2022 um, because they came out in like September, but that's why they were in this year. But anyway, this is a group that similarly to NCT has multiple different units. And this year they came out with, I think... Two And so they had three on our girl group episode because like one in September and then two from this year. So I chose Rising. Um, So like I said, I didn't really have like a whole bunch of rookies that I was like yes these this group or even just one but in that girl group episode I liked everything that triple s had put out like every iteration of triple s I enjoyed um and that continued to be true even in the releases that came out after our Mm -hmm. uh girl group episode 
So they were kind of an easy pick. It was like they they really caught my eye. And even though I actually liked a lot of the girl groups that came out this past year and these past 12 months since we do our episode, like Triple S is such an interesting concept. Like they've kind of taken the NCT format of like mixing and matching people and like taking it to the next level. Cause they can, I think they continue to add members and there's like yep. no, or there's like no fixed units or we don't know the status of whether or not the units are fixed. So there could be like potentially an infinite number of combinations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think like the best part about them is that every single one of those iterations is so fun. And unlike NCT, I think that there's a real, through line when it comes to the style of all of those subunits like I think when you listen to the songs that are released by each subunit they all go together like there's a very Mm -hmm. distinct vibe whether it's because they're all written by the same team of songwriters or the company just has a really clear concept for what kind of music they want this group to make but it's really fresh in that like new generation of k-pop that blends like old nostalgic kind of k-pop sounds with like a new cool gen z fifth gen k-pop vibe yeah exactly uh and it's a good time i've really i really enjoyed triple s and um so i i thought it was an easy pick easy choice fantastic uh so for my choice i thought for a while that my choice this year was going to be rise because you know stereotypical sm stan i usually like things that sm puts out we were actually physically present at their debut which was like a real cool just like k-pop history thing to like have witnessed it yeah um and they've only but they've only put out four songs total this year and I wasn't the uh, the biggest fan of two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been like an upsetting like member hiatus that has kind of sullied the whole thing. Sure. So I wasn't sure about that. But there is another boy group that has just truly stolen my heart this year. Um, and that is Boy Next Door. Listen, I'm the one and only so that was a clip from boy next door's official debut which is called one and only uh they debuted back in may there's six of them and they are under koz entertainment which is zico formerly of block b's little label that is a hybe subsidiary um and i I'm repeating myself, so if you heard the Patreon episode where I talked about Boy Next Door, I'm sorry, but other people (laughs) didn't hear it. Um, But, like, my first thought when I saw their... Because they released music videos for all three of the songs on their first mini, like, all in the same week. So it was just very much like, here's the debut. And I was so surprised when I saw it, what the, like, vibe and concept was. Because, like, Zico is a person who has unfortunately like done a crazy amount of like cultural appropriation in his career as a soloist Mm -hmm. so I was so shocked 
that he went with suburban boy next door for his group instead of like grills and chains and like I don't yeah. know or or like any kind of hip hop imagery or like stereotypical whatever like yeah any of the stuff that he has brought in many ways to his own music yes <laughs> so I was just like hate to but got to hand it to Zico for that one um but like I I have a whole page of notes to talk about all the things that I love about Boy Next Door so first Great. of all I'm obsessed with the concept um, because their first three songs were like very lovesick teens. Like they're all the songs are about like, oh, my God, I like this girl. Like, what am I going to do? Like, like they're just like so it's just like a very sweet, like innocent high school, like, you know, crushes kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's so cute and so cheeky. And the lyrics are so fun and adorable. But then their second comeback this year, all three songs were heartbreak songs because (gasps) the girl destroyed them. And in there, But Sometimes, which was their second single, in that music video, they literally dance in front of a burning miniature version of the suburban cul-de-sac that all the other music videos take place in. Oh, nice. So like... This is a lore I can understand. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Very easy to follow. Very it's easy to follow. It's not complicated cosmic space pirates through dimensions <laughs> or whatever. Like, boys. Hey, we somehow managed to follow like, that too, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> when we care enough. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Um, but I just, like, loved that. I'm excited to see what they do next, like, if they'll start a new thing. But I just, like, loved that as a cute little, like, through Story line. arc. Yeah. Um, I also really love their choreo. They do really interesting, like, storytelling with the choreo that kind of reminds me of, like, early 17 days. Like, mm. a lot of, like, really funny, like, tableaus and, like, interesting things. Like, there's a one part in Serenade where the Machne is singing this little step touch and another member comes behind him and puts his hands over his ears like they're the headphones. And they just like, I don't know, they do so much cute stuff. Mm -hmm. And also their choreo is just like, I think you said this last week when we were watching the serenade video that like, there's it's just so much like gawky elbows and like big knees and stuff, as opposed to being like, super sharp, super synchronized. There's just kind of like a wacky gawky flailiness about their choreo. It's very, it's very like teenage gangly like you they never let go of or I guess I should say like the concept is truly in every aspect like even down to the kind of awkward angles of their choreography yeah I also love the lyrics like there's just so much clever funny stuff in these lyrics like I talked last week about the get along with your dad lyric which Mm -hmm. I love There's also, I think it's so funny, at the beginning of But Sometimes, the breakup song, he sings, one of them sings, like, I worked on widening my shoulders so you'd have something to (laughs) lean on, and now it's just hard to get through the subway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's so funny. That's very funny. That is very funny. I like it. Um, 
what else and then there's also in um one of uh, another song on their first album uh but i like you they kind of do like a little play on the taeyong song eyes nose lips and they say like i don't like your eyes or nose or lips or your jokes but i like you like they're very like torn about it because the girl seems to have another boyfriend and they like don't Mm. they're torn about it and trying to be like i don't like you but i like you yeah yeah Um, yeah. and it's all just so clever and cute which i love um and they write all of their songs um oh fun the only song that like most there's three members uh jaehyun taesan and woonhak like write all the songs except for one and only which zico wrote by himself but like Mm. They wrote all the other ones. And I learned today that Serenade, which was on my B-side list, uh, Jaehyun actually wrote that song about his parents because his dad literally did yell out of his mom's window to try to get her attention. And it like made all the neighbors mad. Like, it's true. That's a true song. That's so cute. (laughs) Also, like, what a sweet story from his parents. Like, that must be a story that he's like heard so much as a kid and then like oh he made it such a great song out of it i love yeah. that yeah how many members are there all together six six okay there are six they are between 17 and 20 like three of them are 20 okay. two are 19 and the baby is 17 um and they all i love i think they have great vocals like they all sing even the ones who like do rappers like they all sing um, and they have so many TikToks of them just like singing other people's covers in the studio and they aren't pitch corrected mm. and like produced to death, which is a real pet peeve of Refreshing. mine. So like I appreciate someone just like being honest about their vocal color. Um, I think they have incredible stage presence for being as new as they are. Mm -hmm. Like all of their stages at the award shows the past couple of weeks have just been like so dynamic. They have so much fun. They like don't seem like scared or apprehensive about anything. Mm -hmm. Like they are just like here and loving it. Um, Some interesting fun things about the members is like I was doing before I made this point. I like did a mental survey of like all the groups that I stand and thinking about what the leaders are like. And the vast majority of the leaders in the K-pop groups that I like are a kind of like, you know, like strong, quiet presence. Mm-hmm. Like they're a mature member and like maybe they're funny and goofy sometimes, but they mostly are keeping that like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the they leader. keep it together. The leader of Boy Next Door is the most extroverted idol I think I've ever seen. Like he's a he's a nut. Like <laughs> there is nothing he has no leadership. Like nothing about him says leader. Like he is so chaotic. I can't believe it. His name is Myung Jaehyun, and there's a Jaehyun in uh, NCT. Yes. So he usually is listed as Myung Jaehyun, and mm. apparently Myung is a really um, uncommon last name. Mm. Um, so he's really funny. Their main dancer's name is Riwoo, and he's the smallest member by, like, so much. So it's fun to have a main dancer who's, like, little. So tiny. Like, one And he... And he can 
dance. Mm. Like he's got that Dawn street pop in. Like he's just mm. like, I don't know. The way that he can move his body is so amazing. And so I think he brings a lot to that choreo style that they have. Um, and then just one thing that I thought was funny is that their Makne Wunhak in the debut video, he's not the smallest because Ryu is the smallest, but he seems kind of little. And Makne is, he has a really baby face, but he is like growing so much. He's like on his way to being the tallest member in like just the six months that they've been around. Like, <laughs> he's grown so much and it's like crazy to see. Um... Okay, I think that's all my notes, but I just like, <laughs> I love Boy Next Door. I just think that they, I just think they have something special and I hope that they um, stick around and mm-hmm. they seem to be like growing in popularity. The second single like did pretty well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was just so deeply charmed by them and I think everything they make is so fun and good. So there nice. You go. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I remember you playing their like first release for me or whatever their the one that had like multiple. Have, did you say they've put out two albums, two EPs? There's two. The first one was just the three like sweet singles, and then the second album was those plus three new songs. So it was kind of okay. Like then we must have listened re-packy. to the whole. I think album. we listened to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, we definitely listened to more than three. Yeah, and I think I told you then that, like, my immediate thought when I first started listening to them was that their goofy charm reminded me of what I loved about Pentagon all of those years mm. ago. So that feels like yeah. kind of the yeah, yeah, yeah. The through Well, and I there. feel like you can draw a lot of really similar or you can see a lot of similarities between their whole concept and style and Shine. Like, it yes. has a similar sort of, like, gawky teenage, like, shameless Profession of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Best rookies. Always a lot to choose from each year, but I usually wait a couple uh, years until I get invested until, in anybody. No, <laughs> it's fair. It's, like, fair to do because you never, ever know what's going to happen or who like the sheer like every year like so many groups debut Mm -hmm. and then if you look at like we've done it with our girl group episode and you compare like just the following year like at least a quarter of them never make anything else yeah it's true sadly so it's you never know yeah I mean (laughs) exhibit perfect example my choice for rookie of the year last year 50 50 Oh, yeah. (laughs) Heartbreak emoji. Heartbreak emoji. And I'll say nothing more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Our next award is the best subunit award. And this is a category that can be tricky because some years we get a whole bunch of fun subunits. And last year mm-hmm. we thought, I'm pretty sure last year that A Pink Chobomb was the only one, at least yeah, of like was. groups that we knew. Or, and so that was like done and dusted. There yeah. wasn't even anything One to choice. Pick from. That's it. <laughs> this year there were a few more, but not that many. Subunit is a, you never know if subunits are going to come out or not, but. Yeah, they're never a guarantee. And for me, I really only had like the 
when I went to go put my choices onto the Google Doc, I was like, oh, you picked my pick. <laughs> so I picked my second choice, um, okay. which I felt like was fine because I'm happy to talk about them. Okay. <laughs> so you may go first. Okay. My best subunit this year award is going to NCT Doje Jung with perfume. So this was an NCT subunit of Do Young, Jung Woo, and Jae Hyun. Uh, this mm-hmm. came out back in April, and it was a six-track mini, which is always fun to get, like, yeah, a little bit out of a subunit. Um, and I loved the mini. I totally forgot to put it on to put any of them on my B-side list because <laughs> April seems like an eternity ago, and I like kind of sure. forgot. But I loved this mini, and like honestly, if. The rest of the neo music sounded like this subunit. I would be at KCON with my green NCT light stick. Like, if yeah. this is what they sounded like, I would be in so hard. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty um, sure we said that when this came out. Like, yes, if y'all did this more often, I'd be there. <laughs> but this I is would. a rare treat. Uh, but this lead single is just a perfect song. Like, it is so good. It's so smooth and, like, really addicting. And, like, the song, like, changes so many times. Like, the beat completely changes. There's, like, a whole, like, dropped out acapella snap part. Oh, yes. Like, it's got so many great movements. The choreo is bonkers. Like... <laughs> So they, many body I mean, rolls. So many body rolls and little tiny booty shakes and chest popping. And like, I just loved it. I loved it from the second yeah. I heard it. I loved it. I never stopped listening to this song like all year. Spoiler alert for next week. Like, this is gonna make the top 15 because of how much I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, I like... I don't have many more articulate thoughts. I just like thought that this song was so good. Oh yeah. I no, I totally agree with you. And I think that we definitely took time to talk about it in the episode whenever it did come out because it was an instant love as soon as it came out. Like everything about it was so slick um, and like so groovy. And it just, like, really made me laugh when, like, baggy jeans came out and, like, poor <laughs> sweet Doyoung was, like, getting pretty uh, rightfully ripped apart for having zero swag in that choreo. <laughs> but, like, it's just not the genre. Like, it's just not his genre, because you know? he like, nails this. He nails this. Like, smooth as butter. Like, so <laughs> good. Uh, just, ugh. Come on, you like you gotta put him in the right. You gotta put him in the right style, mm. man. Don't don't do my man like that. <laughs> like, come on, he was doing so well. <laughs> but yeah, this is great. Totally. I loved I loved perfume, and you're right. Actually, now that you mention it, 
I completely forgot that I did listen to that entire EP and really like it, but I didn't buy it. And I stopped mm. using my Spotify a long time ago. So I, it just like complete, no, you know, like out of sight, out of mind kind of yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, it was a good whole package. So here's to more NCT Doje Jung someday, <laughs> maybe. Yes. Uh, all right. So my choice, um, in addition to seconding yours, uh, mm-hmm. was Shonu times Hyungwon from Monster <laughs> X with their single Love Me A Little. Give it to me like So this was our Monster X subunit so far, one and only, right? Yeah. Um, only official. Yes. There was official. like Shonu and Wanho did Mirror like by themselves oh, yeah. on the album. But like that was not that. a that was an album track. That was not an official unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this came out in July, uh, and it was an EP, so it had, like, five tracks all together, which, um, kind of have a, not, like, a similar vibe. I talked about one of them in our B-side episode, um, but the, the whole concept of this uh subunit is incredibly in line with what monsta x is now like you know black leather sparkly jackets body rolls show news hips but we hadn't had that in so long this I is know. the only You've thing been gone a really He'd long time gone for so long my show new <laughs> so honestly when i saw that you had nct on your subunit i was like great because i honestly want show new on here somewhere <laughs> like yeah. he that's Michelle oh, you. I missed him so much whilst he was away. And mm. this was all we got from him this year, uh, which was a gift. I was I didn't expect anything from him this right. year because I didn't know like Monstax came back at the very beginning of the year and then that was it. So I didn't and like they started to go to the military. So I honestly like had nothing, you know, no, I I don't usually have expectations for comebacks, and I didn't have any for Monster X once they all started like going away. Um, so when this came out, and it was just like so perfectly Monster X, and like very an excellent duo of Shonu and Hyungwon. They like mm-hmm. both have similar like Hyungwon is so long and tall, but they also but now he's gotten like fairly muscular, so like they kind mm-hmm. of have similar builds, and they like hold choreography in their bodies the same way like they have so like having them dance together and there's like a couple parts of the choreography where they like partner yes people forget that they are the main dancers of monster x yes it's true everybody yeah i feel like people forget (laughs) i mean i never forget that about shonu but i think it's people often forget that about hyungwon because he has his personality he just like hangs in the back but he Mm -hmm. is part of the like dance line or whatever and they're both they're just both very graceful um so watching them dance is so fun and this choreography is very sexy um and uh yeah so it was really fun to watch them promote it and get a little a little ep that had just like mostly my show new croning in my crooning <laughs> in my ears i loved it yeah i loved you it never be mad at that no absolutely not no complaints <laughs> <laughs> all right our next category we added this a couple years ago when this uh when this trend be- 
started to become so trendy. Mm -hmm. And that is best English song. And what was interesting this year when I went looking for like, just to make sure I didn't miss anything, like what were the English songs this year? So what I noticed is that this year, a lot of groups were just putting out an English version of their main title track. Mm. Like There was a lot of that this year, as opposed to like having an English song on the album or releasing an English song with an American label or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was yeah. a lot more English version, which is fine. I am always weirded out by English versions. I never like like them as much. Like the lyrics never hit my ear the right way. Like... I don't know about yeah. English versions. It, it depends on them sometimes. Because especially if I'm very, very used to the Korean version and if the syncopation doesn't match in the English version, then it'll really throw me off and I won't like it. But honestly, my auditory processing for K-pop, I like don't really, I don't tune my ears in to understand the lyrics. Mm. So I sometimes I'll listen to an English uh, like I'll get halfway through a song before I realize that it is all in English mm. or I'll listen to a song dozens of times before I realize that like a certain line has been in English the entire time or whatever um so I'm just grooving <laughs> yeah. totally um but yeah but we did get a a few a few that did both of our choices actually are Full English songs, not versions that were yeah. not the title tracks that were released. Um, so I guess I'll go first. Yes. And say that my choice this year was Key with Cool As. They're singing this song everywhere I go. Ain't no point in asking what's the price because I'm cool as. Everything you want to get it twice because I'm cool as. This song was on Key's Good and Great album from September, and it's just so funky. It's like mm -hmm. really classic disco. Like it even has those like pew yeah. like noises <laughs> in it and stuff. And the like guitar is so great. And it's just so like it's just so cheeky and fun. And I love that the whole thing is in Key's like super low yeah. register. Where he's and just like, like talking so yes. almost like bored the entire time. Yes. Yeah. And that also adds so much color to the song because he's talking about how cool he is and he like can't even be bothered to like really get excited yeah, about how cool exactly. he is. Because That's he's how that cool, cool he is. <laughs> um and I love the lyric like everybody say he's, he's so, so nice. How, how he, he do that. that. Um, and he also really great rhyme that he rhymes green like vegetable with spectacle. I'm impe <laughs> impeccable. Like these are great. These are great rhymes. Um, and he did stages for this one. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was so good. And I just loved it so much. Like uh, it is generally kind of a repetitive song, but I'm also not mad at it at all because <laughs> it just like the vibe is so yes. good. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And actually the same. So just like the subunit, when I saw that this was your choice, like this was also my choice for this category. So just for us to have more than one <laughs> a winner, I picked uh, another one, but uh yeah, this one, the song does kind of like stay 
in the same like tempo the whole time. It doesn't really have like a huge climax um, or like the beat doesn't like suddenly drop or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, it is still very captivating because of like the, the story he's telling and also just like his, he is so cool that like you can't look away and the choreography was really great and like his stages are always so fun to watch. Um, Yeah, I loved, loved this song. I also did have some runner ups for this was one of the only categories where I had like a couple of like, Mm. oh, but if I only I could choose everything. Um, Promise Nine had a fully English song called Wishlist on their album that I also really liked. And I was like kind of surprised by it Um, because I guess I feel like I mean, K-pop is just generally getting so deeply international now that I feel like English versions or English songs used to be like only for groups that were like really popular in the west or whatever because like that's Mm. what you're trying to like appeal to so i was just kind of surprised to see an english song from premise nine because they feel like just such a like korean k-pop fairy idol girl group that i just didn't expect it Um, because like a pink's never released an english song like Mm -hmm. so i didn't expect it but i did really enjoy that song and i also it just came out so it felt like a little too late of an entry to go with but I really also liked La Seraphim's Perfect Night like that is another like oh, very yeah. fun disco good song and Mino did a dance challenge with them the other day for it and it is so funny oh my god I just I <laughs> wish that I could I like how do you somebody dm me on the social media that I don't have and tell me how to <laughs> download like YouTube videos so that I could save them forever on my phone because I need to own that video like I need to hold it in my hands and know that I can have it forever. You know what I mean? I'm I'll <laughs> check that they have their downloads on, but if so, I will download it from TikTok and I will text it to you. Please do. Please <laughs> please do. <laughs> All right. Uh so like I said, Keys Cool As was also at the top of my list. Um but I did choose a different one um, to honor in this category, which is twice, which is from twice Moonlight Sunrise. So this was the pre-release for their album that came out at the beginning of the year, like way back in January. Um, the album was called Ready to Be. Um, and I really, really liked this song. I almost like when it came out, I honestly thought it was the title, but then they put out set me free a little while later. Mm. Um, and I just think that this part of me chose, like when I saw that you had key already on your awards, I was like, Oh, this is a perfect place to put twice. Um, (laughs) because I, I didn't have them in any other category. And so, um, part of me at this point in my life just felt wrong about that. Um, right. I get it. <laughs> so I, I wanted them somewhere. Um, and this was the perfect place for it because I think that this song, it's just such a good twice song. Like, um, it's really, I think classic for what their like grown sound has become. Um, and I think that it's one of those songs where by now at this point, twice has released many 
English only songs, both that's true as singles and as B sides in their albums. Um, so they clearly they have like talked about how they don't struggle with like recording English songs anymore and they don't really like sweat it um, the way they did at the beginning. And I think that there's also something very natural about their English sounding songs as well. Like not their English versions. The English version of Set Me Free fucked me up. (laughs) When when we had to use it in class, I was like, no. If Um, the dance teacher put on the English version when we were practicing Set Me Free, Angelica or I would always be like, no, turn this off. (laughs) Like I literally can't. I can't do the dance. It's wrong. I don't like I know where to turn and do my shoulders based on the lyrics it's not the same yeah like I'm look I'm looking for this syllable and now the syllable isn't there anymore like no uh uh-uh we were just like stop dancing wherever we were (laughs) but Moonlight Sunrise is an originally English song and I think that it flows really naturally in a way that like To me, when I first heard it, it was one of those songs where I think I didn't even register that it was fully in English Mm. the first time I heard it because it just didn't sound like they were struggling or stumbling over the lyrics in any way, which is not to imply that their other English songs do. I just mean that like it was really smooth. I didn't even notice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, anyway, I really liked it. It's just like a classic kind of like disco-y, girly twice song. And it's so fun. It's such a booty shaker. And I think we've talked about this many times over the years, but one of my favorite things about twice choreo is how kind of strange it is um, yes. in many ways. And they do like during the little, like during the chorus of the moonlight sunrise part, they do this little like Charleston where they like kick their feet like front and back and they have mm-hmm. like little like any out knees in sort of like a little chicken dance kind of way. And like, <laughs> they just always have at least one move in their choreo that I think is so silly, but it, it always works so well. I love it. Yeah. And so I, I was happy to just find a place for twice. <laughs> great because they didn't put out a lot this year so yeah like in previous years half my fucking lists were twice (laughs) yeah it felt weird to have so little to choose from this year I get it I get it uh all right our next category is best concept um and this is uh, you know however you interpret the category to mean but it's usually just you know like what was the concept that caught our eye for a comeback not a group concept you know what I mean yeah um but we had the same choice this year so would you like to announce it sure our choice by unanimous decision (laughs) was key good and great I chose this like very easily just because I feel like of the comebacks that I witnessed and paid attention to this one just felt so fully realized in Mm. like every element of it absolutely from the album packaging which he always makes impeccably but like you know the 
office ID badges and the notebook paper and the like all the things that were in the album went with this like escape from the scary monotony that is your boring office job concept Mm -hmm. and it even like crossed over into the episodes of the shiny youtube show that month were like good and great escape from the monsters in the office themed like it just like i don't know it all was just so deeply realized the music video is absolutely bonkers it has like body horror and weird cgi and bedazzled shirts and key and short pants and he made those crazy and a corset work yes yes the corset with the sparkly tuxedo shirt great yes and um, yeah those he, crazy like astro boy boots those, or whatever, yeah those wacky so astro insane. boy boots that everybody wears but like they worked in this music video when he got yes. like sucked into the computer to go live with bokshi in the like magic sims meadow with yeah, all with he everybody. like was supposed to be a computer like character now with few pixels so it was okay that his feet were just little blobs but like (laughs) that is literally the only context in which I've ever seen those shoes be acceptable I agree (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no I agree with everything that you said I I thought that I thought for a little while about giving this to a different release from this year but easily found another place for that in these awards um, and exactly well, honestly, what made me choose key was that I was thinking about all of the different like artistic concepts that I liked from this year. Cause I think we said in our last week's episode that there were a lot of whole albums that we liked, like that we liked mm. as an entire piece. Um, and usually that means that I really liked the concept of it, but what put keys way and above everybody else was the pack the way it extended to the packaging and the like way that he put together the album and it, just like the the totality of the way that I know Key thinks about every detail like even mm-hmm. down to the pictures that are pinned to the cubicle walls of his little office like in the music video that he included in the teaser images or whatever like mm-hmm. everything about it key is so meticulous um so i just think honestly in any and this year Key was up against, you know, his own shiny members who are like beautiful, complete conceptual artists in their own rights. So, Mm -hmm. but even with that stiff competition, to me, I came to the conclusion, like when it comes to concepts, any year that Key is in the running... I think he's he always going to win. Like he he <laughs> brings an attention to detail that nobody else does. An attention to detail and a power over his own image and album yes, that other that artists do not feels, have. It always feels like him. Like I yes. know that there are other incredible creative directors at other agencies and like people put out clever concepts with clever mm-hmm. art, like album packaging and stuff all the time but like that I always know that a key comeback is like 1000% key yeah that absolutely. adds a lot to it too yes and that that was what made the decision for me as well is that like I feel like every time key comes back you can 
see the work that, or like that he put into it. You can see the time and attention he put into it. Um, so again, another pretty easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next category is best performance and it must be noted every year that this category was created so that we could specifically talk about the Hui and Soman swim good stage. Like I think this award should be called like the the swim good like performance yeah. award. Like yes. It needs it we do always mention it but we um, we mention it because that performance deserves to be honored and recognized. So we do <laughs> we need to come up with a way to rename the category so that it is included in the title. Um yeah. because yeah, bless <laughs> that stage forever and ever amen. <laughs> yeah. So the um, but since then, this category has become kind of just an excuse for us to talk about something we didn't get to talk about in the other categories. Yes. <laughs> and it's usually and it, yeah, a it's live a range stage or something from a special show or like, you know, a random weird cover from a Immortal Songs type show or a really cool award show stage or whatever. Just mm-hmm. some kind of performance that really caught us. Yeah. Um, so that being said, my swim good honorary achievement and performance award this year goes to Queendom Puzzle Drop the Beat Team with Charismatic. So just to preface up top, I feel like I could have picked basically anything from Queendom Puzzle. I had such a good time watching Queendom Puzzle this year. It was really, really fun and it didn't feel like as unfair, if that's the word I can use, like as other Queendom and Kingdom seasons because everybody was competing as individuals instead of like group versus group where it was like in those seasons, it's really obvious like who's unpopular and whose company doesn't have money. And like, yeah, this was more like a collaborative team effort. And there was an uh, episode of Queendom two where they all went to like summer camp and mixed up in groups. And it was my favorite episode of the season. So I was glad that they turned that into a show and there were so many good stages so many good performances honestly if you haven't listened to it yet like the full queendom puzzle soundtrack banger after banger after (laughs) banger like it was so good with like original music that was written for the show and like really cool reimagined covers and it was great it was so great but it was very easy for me to choose this as my absolute favorite uh so this was the uh drop the beat team from the pick and drop round and it was Jui from Momoland, uh Suyun and so and Yoni from Rocket Punch, Zoa and Sujin from Weekly and Soyeon from Triple S was this team and they lost this round mm. to the other team who sang the same song but I for whatever reason just liked the vocal choices, mm. like some of the ways that this team did some of the runs or whatever, I just liked them better. So this yeah. was the only version I ever listened to. Um, but this song is just like so 
like joyful and fun and it just like makes me feel good and I the choreo is super fun I keep saying that I'm gonna learn it like I Mm -hmm. need to because I just like want to know it because I think that it's so fun and this I don't know Quintum Puzzle was such a good time and I got a fun temporary group out of it that I like and yeah I just really general performance award to Queendom Puzzle for being a really fun watch this year. Nice. I like how you've been keeping up with the like King and Queendom series because like for the last couple of years this category is your way to to highlight. That's true. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. It's fun. Um, I didn't really know what to pick for this category to be honest because as I've kind of said the whole time through this end of the year process, I just feel like I didn't pay a lot of attention to things. So where I like even the award shows, I really only caught a couple of things. And so I, and I didn't watch any, like I didn't remember any, uh, you know, immortal song or like variety show performance that, stuck out to me from throughout the year. Maybe there was one, but I literally scrolled through my entire YouTube history from this whole year in order to figure out, which was quite an interesting journey, (laughs) but uh, just to see where I'd been. But, uh, Yeah, I I wasn't really sure what to pick. And so ultimately, I went with something that I just like wanted an excuse to talk about. So I picked the performance version that was or the performance video that was released for BBG Untie. Um, So we talked about how much we loved this BBG comeback um, in our catch-up episode right before our B-sides. It's off of an album called Versus, where the title track was Maniac. And this is the B-side that they also did on music show stages. So there are quite a few performances of this. Um, The clip I chose is from the performance video that they put out because they did release one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we I I love this song. I think that the beat is super infectious and dramatic and there were like this is not the only, you know, like drag club beat that was released this year. There were mm-hmm. others. Um, but I thought that this one like I think that that kind of song from a like pop diva has mm-hmm. Is very easy to fall super flat and be boring um, because the songs will have a tendency to just kind of like cool as stay in one place, but without the like charisma to really carry Mm -hmm. it for the whole three minutes or however long it may be. And I really didn't feel that way about Untie. To me, Untie was like, this is how you do this kind of voguing song correctly. Like, Mm -hmm. it is so sexy. It's so dynamic. The way that they share the lines equally, like taking turns, singing each part of the pre-chorus and chorus is so good. And that they all add, like, personality to it. Like, they all do the, like, hi, 
mm-hmm. at the beginning, like differently. Like, yeah, they all do. And the like, is it fake or real? That smile. Like they all do it differently. Like they have, yeah, they each have their own attitude in the song. And the choreo is so fun. Like you and I both absolutely loved the choreo from this BBG comeback. And like, this is also no exception. They have a ton of backup dancers and the song itself like doesn't stay flat. It has a really good bridge with like a beat drop with like where the drop the blah, blah, the mm-hmm. beat drops out and they kind of have this like grand like swooshy thing and then it like comes in even harder and it's just so so good like I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm losing I'm running out of adjectives to say that this is just a fucking sexy bop but that's what it yes. is and like Cindy you're so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> you're so beautiful (laughs) thank you for this comeback bbg great amen love it (laughs) amen amen so good Uh, i like i i know it's been however a month or two since this came out i've not gotten sick of it in any way shape or form i still don't get tired of it (sighs) and that's a blessing always too yes All right, our next category is Best Solo Male. Um, And we did have quite a few things to choose from this year Mm -hmm. um, because three out of four Shinies (laughs) did full albums. True, true. Um, There was, like, I don't know. I feel like there's male solo stuff all the time. Like, Juhani had one. I think I am did something too. I always ignore the stuff that he puts out. I just I'm too tired. I don't sure. I don't have it. No, that's fair. Um, but you know, there's always like male solo stuff to go around. Uh, but my choice this year is really unsurprising if you've listened to the last two episodes at all. But it's the only thing that felt right, and so my choice is Dawn with his album Narcissus, and here is a clip from the lead single Star featuring Ten Centimeter. So I have talked about this to death for two episodes, so I don't want to just endlessly repeat myself, but I know people might be listening to only this episode, but (laughs) um, I... Don has never, like, in his whole time since being kicked out of Pentagon, like, put out more than, like, one, two songs at once. Yeah. So the fact that he moved to a new company and got to put out, like, a real album and that the album itself was so fully realized and so beautiful just was such a lovely gift. And it truly was a gift because he left and went to the military <laughs> as soon as it was out. So Immediately. it was just, like, it was a parting gift. Um, and it's the most heartbreaking breakup album I've heard in a really long time. It's so honest and sad and, and it's just like sad and longing and like still full of love, like for a breakup album, like unlike an Olivia Rodrigo album, like there's no anger. There's like not one angry song, one angry word. Nothing. It's very much Mm -hmm. just like. I understand, like, I know who you are exactly, and I understand that, like, you had to go, but I'm just going to be here crying over you forever. It's like the whole vibe of the album, and it's so sad. 
Um, but I'm really proud of him for like expressing himself so well and so honestly. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I'm really glad that he got to do it. So. Yeah, it was good to get something out of him and to feel like, because when he and Hyanna left P Nation, it was kind of like, oh, where, what is he going to do? And like, who could he sign with? And then when he did sign with Area, it's a company that I'm not, I don't know anything about. So it wasn't really like, oh, okay, I guess like we'll see. Um, so it seems, it's nice to see him seemingly be in a place where, he gets to like make the mute. He has the support and like resources to make the music he wants to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait for you. See you in two years, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next choice, um, could have gone in a lot of different categories. Um, but it is Timmy guilty. <laughs> I could have put this anywhere. Anywhere, (laughs) in every category somehow. Yeah, honestly, anywhere I could have. Um, I almost, I, I, this was, uh, Key's biggest competition for best concept to me. Um, Sure. Because I think that, and I've said this a thousand times, but, you know, this is the only episode you ever listen to. Timine is an Mm. incredibly conceptual artist who, like, Mm. really thinks deeply about what the song is about. And every aspect of his performance always ties into the like greater meaning of the song and none of it is complete without the rest. Like the song, the choreography, the costumes, the um, like attitude he has and like the way the, even the like effort with which he like puts into certain moves. Like if this part is very sharp or if it's kind of thrown or if it's really soft Um, and the music videos, of course uh, like tell a very distinct story. And this one is like very dark and like, it, to me, it has a real horror movie concept to it. Yes. Like it feels ve- there's so much tension and like fear. I think in this, and music it also video. seemed to kind of like. I mean, I know it's a new era. Like he went to the military. He's out. He's a grown ass man. He's turning thirty next year. Like whatever. It's also seemed to kind of leave the previously established taming. Uh, cinematic universe like yes on patreon we watched all of his music videos in a row before he went to the military and realized that there was like a through line 100 and that they all kind of like informed each other but this one doesn't have any of those like pieces like he's yeah. starting over as like a different yes. like it felt very much like a new era i completely agree and partially like a- absolutely and he i think there's so many different my brain is like racing to be like there are so <laughs> many things that like support your theory he has a super like not for the Rizness, but for Guilty. <laughs> the Rizness is a whole other game. Whole other story. <laughs> we are not talking about that song. We're talking about <laughs> Guilty. Um, but for Guilty, he has, like, because as we talked about in our catch-up episode, like, this whole 
song is about like embracing um, his own sexuality and like ideas of what is erotic and also acknowledging the fact that like he has had to grow up in the public eye and been like overly sexualized since he was a child and like never really been allowed to have his own expression of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but he purposefully has a super fresh faced look like very little makeup, boyish haircut, the, some of the costumes tank top and basketball shorts. Like, yeah, like exactly. Sometimes. And like one of his stage out, one of the costumes in the music video is like a boyish school uniform with shorts, which he wore on stage, like pretty short shorts, like for like a little (laughs) kid, he looked like very young wearing it. Um, and like even made a joke to the audience of like, is this the, like we had to have at least one of these concepts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it like that part of him is, is like completely detached from the rest. It's like this is a new, fresh era of Tamin. And also in the music video, he literally burns everything down to like start over and like fresh and like find freedom of some kind of his own expression. Um, so I think you're totally right in that it like feels very much like it's marking a new beginning of whatever Timmin is gonna do. And I'm so excited. Yes. So excited. I also just need to correct myself on air so that nobody tries to correct me in the comments. He is already 30. I kind of forgot that because I don't want to believe that it's true. But it is. He, yeah, so, he is indeed. There you go. <laughs> he's a 30-year-old man. And he looks like he's still 15 when he puts those <laughs> little shorts on. That stage was such a trip to watch, too. Because he's wearing, like, such a sweet little, like, gray sweater with a button, white collar underneath. And these, like, gray shorts, high socks, loafers. He's got his, like, bangs in his in his eyes. No makeup on. And then doing guilty. And I was like, this is great. I love this juxtaposition. My artiste. 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 All right. The next category is the uh, equal to this previous category. And that's best solo female artist. Yes, it is. Um, And this year, I feel like, I mean, I know there was female solo stuff out. I know there mm-hmm. was. But I feel like a lot of it was um, further generations than mine. (laughs) Like Mm. a lot of the like female solo debuts were people from like third and fourth gen girl groups that like, I don't know, or like people who were eyes ones or whatever. Like, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, But as far as like the female soloists that I usually follow, like the one thing Hyuna put out, I didn't like it. And we talked about not really liking the Sun Me thing either. Mm-hmm. Jihyo from Twice did make a solo debut this year. She did. But like the title track was not my favorite off of that album. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I before you introduce your pick, I'll just get my thoughts out yeah, of the ahead. way. Um, because yeah, I was trying I, to set you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because the long story short, I don't have a pick. Um, for this one <laughs> because um, yeah, I didn't like Sunmi's release, and although I did like Killing Me Good, which is G, which was Jihyo's solo debut, I thought that the EP was just fine and 
ultimately in listening to that album like several times I noticed some things about the way that Jihyo sings that I actually really don't like and I had never noticed before because she's Mm -hmm. usually singing with eight other people (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so honestly like because of that like those small things I noticed in just like her style of singing I couldn't give this to her I was like but I didn't like I I never give these awards to something that I also have a complaint about like that just doesn't feel right and and I even thought about that like when thinking about the concepts like oh because if I was like oh well if I want to choose something that's not keys right like if we're gonna pick key like should I pick something else because I did like Sunmi's concept of like the Frankenstein and like the styling of it was great. And I think the music video is really fun, but I couldn't give it to her if I hated the song. And so for me, for this, I was like, I, and I haven't heard like the one you're about to talk uh, about, but so I was like, I don't know. I I got nothing this year. So I second yours. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, mine was a last minute save. It came out at the very end of November. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I like the second we stopped recording our catch up episode, like 30 seconds later, I was like, oh, I forgot. And I was yeah. really upset. So I'll take that time now and say that I am giving my best solo female of 2023 to my precious Taeyon with her new song, 2X. <laughs> Um, so this was a mini. This was not a full Taeyeon album because we got that last. Oh, God, was I in view already two years ago? Uh, Maybe. Point is, it was mini time. <laughs> um, no, I think that was last year because I feel yeah, like no, I had it I high on was my last lists. year, I think. Either way, it was mm. she usually goes like album mini, album mini. So it was a mini yeah, yeah. year. Um and she's just my girl. I've ta- I talk mm. about this every time I talk about Taeyon, but like Taeyon just makes girl music. <laughs> and it's always so good. Um and this song is no exception. Uh this one is about like losing yourself to like a man that doesn't appreciate you and like isn't worth it Mm. like there's a line where she talks about like I threw away my favorite lipstick because like you didn't like it and like hey that sucks that I did that yeah and that like you used to say stuff to me like no one will ever like who who will love you if I don't and I thought that was, and at the time I thought it was romantic, but now that I think about it, that's really fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those songs, um, and I love that. Um, there's also I can't figure out what it's spelling, but there at the, right before the like chorus comes in, there is like a speak and spell voice, and I can only mm. catch that it's saying like E and L, but I don't know what word it's spelling. Mm. But it's like speak and spell voice, like E R E. And it like that's just oh. fun. Uh, Kenzie wrote this song. Always love a Kenzie song. Um, the guitar loop is like really good, and it's like the same melody as she sings in the chorus. So mm. it just kind of like goes around and repeats and doesn't like 
it doesn't like complement or harmonize anyway. It just kind of like loops. I don't know. Loops and keeps the whole like low key vibe going through the whole song. Um, and the music video has like a hot guy in it. And all of the teasers were her like all canoodling with this hot guy who she's dumping because she's going to block him. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. the whole I'm blocking you now. Um, but I love a Taeon breakup song. And the mini is really good. Um, incredible vocals, really fun stuff. Only complaint about the mini is that the last track is an all English song called Fabulous. And it just to me, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like Taeon. Mm. It like doesn't work. She's like singing about like ice on my wrists and like yeah. these very like early two thousands hip hop terms about like my ice and my car and like whatever and i was and i'm i'm just like that's not you Taeyon. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, totally but, but other than that i thought it was great and i'm so glad that she put something out before the year ended because i would have also had nothing if she had not i know she always know. saves the day for me yeah which is not to say that there weren't female soloists who put music out this year i just didn't i just really didn't pay hear attention it. to any of them yeah 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 exactly exactly all right, our next category is Best Music Video. This is one that I had a lot of runners-up for. And I also was thinking, like, last night when I was falling asleep, I was like, do I want to change my answer? <laughs> but then I was like, no, I already typed it and pulled the clip. Sure. So I can't change my answer Might now. as well leave it, yeah. <laughs> Might as well leave it. But... I was considering the boys lip gloss because I just thought that that was like sure. such a fun, you know, like shirtless boys all chasing after the same girl, like that old K-poppy music trope. And I loved that it was a like really long music video where it's mm -hmm. the music video and the performance video in the same YouTube. Like, yeah, that was great. together. That's great. Um, I also really liked the 17 God of Music music video. Mm. Like it was so fun and bright and they sent a microphone to space True. and the part where I think it's woozy gives a microphone to like a little cricket. Like he gives a tiny microphone to like a cricket and like there was like animals singing the songs yeah. and wearing sunglasses and like, I don't know. It was very fun. It was fun. It was a good time. And the one I almost changed it to was Triple S Girls Capitalism mm. because I just loved that music video it's so funny and it's really like dynamic like there is a story happening there's text on the screen like it's cheeky and funny and like it has a lot going on and it's a great music video yeah totally but what i am ultimately going to give my award to because i wrote it down <laughs> no it's good i love it but i am giving my award to rise memories So I just think that this music video is like so beautiful. Like I think it really captures like the emotions in the song mm. really well. Like that it's just like boys and dust and trains and drinking beers and jumping in the lake with their like bad 90s haircuts and their like thrift store clothes. Um, and there's like Super 8 camera stuff and they're eating Trader Joe's snacks. And like, I don't know, everything about it is just very like America Corps. Mm. Um, and the house that they filmed this music video at, I had a friend growing up 
who had a house like very similar to that. Like it was an old farmhouse and they had the pond and the big trees and the tire swing. And I like loved playing at his house. And so it like reminds me of that. And like, I don't know, it's just such a like lovely picture of youth and it could be like a commercial for like jeans or an Abercrombie fragrance or like something. Um, it just has like such a strong like vibe and uh, direction and as a like pre debut single uh, I think that it works so well as an introduction to these boys and so that was my choice nice I like it gosh I feel I, I like struggled to pick this one um, because I felt like I didn't really watch that many music videos or like I had already get like uh you know I I loved the guilty music video but I already gave like Timmy right. was already somewhere else like I loved the good and great music video but I already put that somewhere else you know so I like mm-hmm. had kind of a hard time thinking of what to put here and in listening to you talk about the things that you could have chosen I was like oh shit now I kind of want to choose one of those actually. <laughs> And I, the reason I think I'm drawn to being like, oh, no, maybe I should have picked the boys' lip gloss because I did really love that. And it was super long. And it was, it was so cute. But also because sometimes I'm like, is this even K-pop? Like, what I'm picking? Right. Like, I honestly don't even know. But I put yeah. it on there anyway. <laughs> so my choice is Jackson Wang, Cheetah. She's a cheetah, that's theater exactly exactly (laughs) so i love jackson wang and i love the jackson wang cinematic universe um i think that the music video he has he is like off doing his own thing i don't even know like where he lives these days because he's like always at coachella um (laughs) but uh he put out an album last year called magic man and then this year he put out magic man 2 which i actually don't know i i didn't i didn't pay as close attention to magic man 2 as i did the first one so i actually don't even know if it's a repack or a full like secondary release um But he has a very just like he had a very distinct concept for this whole Magic Man album last year. And the music videos had a very specific style and story of like this, you know, kind of like otherworldly, like dirty zombie glowy eyed Jackson, like reviving, you know, performers and doing a lot of like super theatrical like in not interpretive dance, but like storytelling dance, like the choreography very much like feels more like something you'd watch at like a modern dance performance than it does Mm -hmm. a K-pop choreo. Um, And Cheetah is the song that he put out this year. And the music video totally continues that through line that he put out in Magic Man. Um, But now he's like, so he's still this like, magic man right that he has like his spooky eye makeup and his like light blue contacts and his like two-tone hair dye Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but in this one like the song is all in english and he's singing about a woman who is basically like a man eater like she'll she'll break your heart in someone else's t-shirt 
um, is my favorite line from the song. That's a good line. Um, but so he is like sitting, the music video is really simple. It's like almost a box video because it just takes place in this one room and then in like a closet within that room. Um, and in the main room, he has like a little throne and there's like trees, like jungle vines, like on the ground or whatever. And there's four women in like simple black unitards with a slicked back like braid at the top of their heads and they are the cheetahs and at the and the whole song is him basically like losing control over these cheetahs Mm -hmm. um and them attacking him and it was very it's a very fun music video it's a super funky like simple song um it's not very long either and mostly i just like i kind of like forgot that this even came out this year because I feel like it came out a while ago. Um, But when I was thinking about this category, I was like, you know what? This is a great place to talk about Mm -hmm. Jackson because Jackson makes great music videos. So I'm just like pleased as punch to be able to continue this tradition and give him yet another award. Team Wang. Wang Cinematic Universe continues to grow. (laughs) I did a little uh spotify scan just to check for you Mm -hmm. so cheetah came out in april yes so that's when it was but also it does not appear that he has released magic man 2 oh okay because he has only put out like three singles since magic man but i have seen him on instagram being like magic Magic man Man 2 yeah yeah yeah. you don't know what'll hit what'll hit you yeah 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 (laughs) so i'm sure it's coming i'm sure it's coming maybe in this next year maybe he will get this award yet again next year (laughs) (laughs) all right our next category is best choreo um and when i was thinking about this i really wasn't sure at first because i was trying to think of like well what did i like watch this year like was there a dance practice i was obsessed with because i usually there's usually Mm, something yeah and the honest answer was the dance practice that I watched probably a hundred times this year is uh, Hot and Cold from the SM Town Winter album last oh. year with Kai yeah, and yeah, Solgi yeah, yeah, yeah. and Karina and Jeno? G- I don't remember. Uh, sorry to the NCT boy that I forgot who was in it. Hold on. I'll find I out. I think it's Jaehyun. Hot. And cold. Jeno. Oh, it is Jeno. Okay, great. The one who did uh, villain with key. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yes. But anyway, I felt like I couldn't pick that one. I mean, I guess I could have argued a technicality, but I think that there is this upsetting dead zone of like k-pop music that comes out like past december 15th like well it might as well just like have not come out because like it never gets to make it into awards or like i know or end of year lists because everyone like because it gets forgotten about yeah. because everyone's already turned in their end of year lists and like mino always puts out albums in that dead zone and goddamn and, like, tvxq is about to put out an album in that dead do zone. do you know <laughs> how sad i was to not include down spoiler alert down's nowhere on my list for this one or because next it's one. not really out it's not really out yet and like i could throw it in there somewhere but i've also only been with that song for like a day so mm-hmm. that feels unfair to the other songs with which i have lived for multiple weeks at least yes 
Exactly. So Hot and Cold was out just because of technicality. And then I was also thinking about uh, giving it to Super Shy Mm. from New Jeans because in just like a cultural impact sense, like that felt like one of the biggest choreos of the year. It's like, it like seems simple, but like the whacking part is actually really hard, but it seems simple and that the music video had an almost like flash mob aesthetic to it felt like it was bringing me back to like the days when I got into k-pop and flash mobs were still a thing um so I really liked it in that sense and it's one of the only choreos I learned myself this year Mm -hmm. because like within 12 hours of that song coming out I knew the dance because like I had to it like (laughs) just felt like this is a thing and this song has crack in it and I need to like know this little dance but I think what I'm gonna give it to is BBG Maniac. Fuck yeah. It's Maniac, Maniac, Maniac. Um, so yeah, this choreo is just like so sharp and sexy and dynamic and interesting. And we've been talking about this, but like BBG is three people. And, like, Mm. that means that there's not that many people on the stage, but, like, the way that the backup dancers and the way they move around each other and their little triangles and their tableaus, like, is always so interesting. And Connie Ahn, who, like, did this choreo and did the shiny hard choreo, like, she is just a genius. Yeah, she's Like, that's the reason that Beyonce hires her, because she's a genius. And I love, like, her contributions to K-pop as of late. Mm -hmm. Um... Because, like, I think she understands the vibes of groups and, like, how to make stuff work. And she clearly, like, really understood this song and what this song needed. And something that I think is so interesting is that I saw people talking when uh, Street Woman Fighter was on this year, Street Woman Fighter 2 or whatever. And they might have even discussed it on the show. I didn't watch. But they were talking about how, like, Korean K-pop choreographers choreograph to the words and not to the beat Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of I had never thought about it and it made sense why so many of the dances we like would learn in class like just never quite felt right to me I'd be like but this is off the beat why can't I find it yeah and it's because they weren't because they're choreographing to the lyrics instead Mm -hmm. but I feel like this song like Connie is choreographing to the beat there's a couple of good lyrical flourishes that like go good with lyrics but for the most part like this dance is on the beat and the Mm -hmm. song is has such an addicting like cool beat to it and like I don't know this choreo just like is perfect <laughs> I totally agree and this actually was my num- that was this was the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of this award and then when I again saw that you had already written it down I was like okay I'll pick something else um because this was the aside and again I could have put guilty here because I did also (laughs) Also love that choreography and it was also a choreography that I was like 
driven to learn. I was like, oh, I would learn that. Um, but this maniac was also the only choreography this year, like aside from guilty that I felt that strong pull to of like, Ooh, I would learn that. Um, and yeah, it's funny that you brought that up about street woman fighter. Cause I remember that being literally the only thing I knew about street woman fighter was that <laughs> they did. That was a really big source of conflict between the Korean, uh, choreographers and the international choreographers because the the international ones choreographed to the beat and the rhythm and then the and so they kept like every time they had to work together they would like clash yeah, and there would like be like fighting. so many fights about it um but then there were a lot of people also criticizing that like that's why the Korean competitors were having a lot of trouble like doing different styles because they like only danced to the words and not they couldn't just like hear the beat and like pick up pick it up or whatever anyway mm-hmm. that's an aside the which has really nothing to do with the maniac choreography um but I just love talking about choreography in general and no, thought, I think it's interesting when that comes to like I don't it's almost like a weird like cultural style or whatever that yeah. like it's just interesting that that is a like main component of K-pop choreography that it goes to the words. Um, and yeah, like you said, this one really has a bit of both to it. Um, but ultimately like, it's just so fun to watch. Um, and yeah, I, I loved it. It was so like sexy and flirty and like perfectly fits the style of BBG. And it's really fun also to know that like the person who choreographed this is the same person who choreographed shiny hard, which is a completely different style in every, in way. every way. And yet they both are so perfect for that song. So it's exciting when we, I like when we know the choreographers behind the dance, um, yeah. because now I'm like excited to like keep an eye out for what she does next. Yeah, the song like I I didn't even know this song had come out, and my first viewing of it was an Umji fan cam mm. on TikTok, and it was like, oh my god, look at this choreo! And as I was like swiping through TikTok, it just kept being maniac fan cams, wow, and like footage from the dance practice and footage of Connie teaching it to them, and so like it came to me as choreo before I even like watched a whole stage or like watched the whole music video. So like, yeah, it was clearly impactful on not just me. Good, it deserves to be. BBG deserves it. <laughs> they do. So what was your second place choice that you got a chance to talk about since I stole the maniac? (laughs) So I decided to use this opportunity to talk about Card Icke. I definitely talked about this when like I think belatedly when it came out um but I this was hands down my song of the summer I fucking love (laughs) Icky like I think it's so good I think it's so gross and like so perfect I've like never I feel like I've never described no that's not true I've definitely described Chanyeol as gross and meant it as a compliment I was gonna say I've never described anything as being gross and meant that it was like sexy and good but Chanyeol exists so that's not not true true. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, there's just something about Icky that I think is like the perfect represent or like pinnacle of like what card has always like wanted and need and like deserved to be. Um, because yeah, it's like raunchy and it's sexy and it is perfectly like, I think it works so well for a co-ed group because there is a lot of both masculine and feminine energy in the choreography. And they are a group that does a lot of like the, like they'll break up into different parts and sometimes do like where the girls do one thing and the boys do another. But in this dance in particular, they do a lot of the, like where they're all doing the same moves and they're not like splitting up into different parts or doing like a call and response kind of thing. Um, and I just thought that the attitude they all had in it was so good and they have a very like specific style of choreography. I think in some of their earlier releases, similar to Blackpink, like there was an actual like repetition of specific moves. Like there were certain Mm. like, you know, like rolls or like steps or something that like they would, they liked to include in their choreo. Um, but this one, I think like in that, that style of theirs is, it looks simple, but you and I have learned a couple of card dances in our dance class and they are deceptively challenging. Like yes. it is in, like, you have to throw your body around like faster and more than you expect. Yeah. More to. than you expect because there's something about the way that card does their choreo that feels very that makes it look really simple but not only is it actually like a little bit more complicated and like actually like rolling through the move and like making it look smooth and whatever it's supposed to but also looking cool while you do it and not looking like a total doofus is something I personally never felt successful in um and they do it so well like they they all individually like look so cool even though I when I watched this like multiple times in deciding whether or not I wanted to give this to icky like they don't all do it they're not like a perfectly synchronized group like when they do even the same moves they do it with their kind of own style but I just think it's they're they're so fun and this was so fun and the clip that I chose has my favorite part which like obviously you can't see in the audio format (laughs) but like after the chorus when the girl who is not so min uh like comes to the front and does her little like and whatever and like she does like a little like snarl with her like mouth and like as she does her little like kick up thing and then they do their whole little like chest like bump 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 and it's just so like sick and i love it i just oh i loved icky and i was happy to find a place to talk about it Yay. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. Um, I just saw this and I thought you might appreciate it because it just shows that you are indeed kindred spirits. But there's a funny clip going around of uh, Stray Kids at the AAA Awards. Um, the other night, Card was performing this song. And like, I think New Jeans or La Seraphim is at the table in front of Stray Kids. And they are like sitting down and they're like not reacting at all. 
like just looking very straight face, like just watching the performance like actors at an acting mm. award show. And Stray Kids is like going crazy. Like Bang Chan is out of his chair and like up at the stage and he keeps like turning around to the others and like holding his head like, <laughs> whoa! Like he loves Icky. So Great. you're not alone. It's really good. <laughs> it's really fun. And like honestly, before prepping for this episode, I hadn't listened to it in a really long time and I was like, <gasps> yes, Icky. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And I was like, wait, I got to listen to this a couple of times. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. I just think it's so fucking fun. Ah, icky. Great. <laughs> well, that brings us to our final category of our awards, and that is the best album category, Drum wherein we choose an album like the album as a whole piece every song of it the concept that like everything that is an album Mm -hmm. is what is considered in this award um and i'm gonna need you to go first and we'll discuss why in a moment great mine was an easy choice i like didn't actually have to think about this at all um and maybe if we hadn't done like 20 episodes for Shiny's comeback, it would have been a harder decision. But I felt like, you know what? The whole world knows how much I love hard. So instead of choosing Shiny, I chose Onu Circle. I definitely have multiple times said that I think this album is a masterpiece, and I truly do. Um, It was incredibly difficult to pick favorite B-sides off of this because I think every single track is really strong on its own and work so beautifully as an entire piece. Um, This especially this title track. So this is Onu's first full-length album. Um, It was released in January, and the title track was called Circle, and the album was also titled Circle. And the composition of the title song is absolutely impeccable. There's, I strongly recommend that you listen to it with headphones on and, like, quality Mm -hmm. headphones if you have them Um, because there's really a lot happening in the background of that song and the way that it fills out like so deeply behind you like it there's just there's I don't know enough about music production to like comment very intelligently on it but it's just Mm -hmm. a song that sounds very deep like there's a lot of um I don't know how else to describe it of just like, there's just so much, like some stuff sounds really far away and some stuff sounds really close, but it all go, it all like builds up together. Um, Mm -hmm. and it kind of builds in so that you can kind of like almost hear it. Like as each piece layers in, it gets closer to you and like surrounds you with the whole song. Um, and I just thought that this entire, and like the, the way that the songs flow from one to the next is so great that when choosing B-sides, I almost couldn't cut them apart because they went Mm -hmm. as a whole to me. Um, so for me, like, even though this album came out at the beginning of the year and sometimes I think that releases that happen really early, like by this point in the year, they can get kind of overshadowed by other things. 
This is an album that has absolutely some that it just immediately cemented itself to me in my like canon of favorite things <laughs> and yeah. never really lost its and never lost its place like I will go I'll go months without listening to it but then when I do want to hear it it's like I don't just want to hear one song off of the album I want to hear the whole thing and it's mm-hmm. one of those albums that I I have to I started at the beginning and I listen to it all the way through like I don't just shuffle it around I don't pick one or two like if I'm gonna listen to circle I'm gonna listen to circle you're gonna listen to mm-hmm. it. wow yeah that's great I'm really glad that you chose that one like truly because I agree with everything that you said it was so good just is just so good yeah it was wonderful he's onu is such his voice is one of my favorites in k-pop and boy did this album Mm. like really showcase all that it is yeah we talked about it when the album came out but there's even a song on this album where he does mouth trumpet yeah Yeah, he does he goes like for real (laughs) it's great (laughs) it's really good it's really good Okay, and it was interesting oh, yeah. how different this album was from Dice, uh-huh. which you put out last year, I think, last year. Um, and like, yeah, in yeah. just that short amount of time, it was like a whole new version of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, was very born. different. It was very different, um, but also, yeah, but also very good and fun and showcased like so many different aspects of his voice, which is so beautiful and well-rounded. So it was great. But you have a dilemma. So I'm at a dilemma where I just really felt like I couldn't, like on my own, I didn't, I couldn't strongly choose one of these. So I was like, I feel like I'm going to need to like talk this out on the air. And I feel like some of the things you've already said might be helping to push me in the correct direction. So I did have Circle on my list because I agree, masterpiece of an album. I also have Dawn on my list Mm -hmm. because y'all have heard me talk for three episodes in a row about like how great of an album I thought that was. I also have Hard on there because it's a shiny comeback and we talked endlessly about how good it is and I stand by it. Perfect. And it is so good. Um, But you chose Onu. I've talked about Don a whole bunch. Like I don't, I feel like his flowers have been given. Mm-hmm. I like don't 100%. need to keep doing that. And then you also said that like our shawalness is not to be questioned and that like people know and it like wouldn't make me a bad shawal if I don't make hard my album of the year. Like definitely not because everyone knows the truth. So I honestly feel like in that sense, just for giving flowers to someone that I think deserves it, that like maybe hasn't been talked about as much or is maybe not the most obvious choice, I think I am going to give my album of the year to Promise Nine for their album Unlock My World. So this, I just like really, really liked this album. I know I talked about it when it came out, but I just think that it was so well realized and it's produced really, really well. That song that I just played is Attitude, which was the like B-side they performed on stages. The tr- title track was hashtag me now. 
Um, but the it's just like produced so impeccably, like incredible choices of sounds and interesting beats. I kept saying that it reminded me of the shiny odd album in a similar way of like the way that all of the songs work together and the like type of K-pop that is showcased in it. Um, and I also think that it's just really great that after, like, I think that Promise Nine is the same age as this podcast because they were in our first Support Girl Groups episode. That feels right to me is, because when we saw them at KCON, they were like brand new. But this is their first like full album. They've never released a whole album up until right now. Um, and they also just lost like their most popular member, their IOI member mm. that like made them a group. She left because she is a really popular actress and she put out a solo this year actually too um, and is a judge on some scary elimination show right now. Um, but either way, like as a triumph of a like managing to stick around past that point, which is like we know a cursed point for a lot of those, yeah, you know, post produced groups. Like, I think it's great that they put this album out as eight people and that it is so well realized and that it's a kind of different vibe. Like, they are also growing and they are not fairies in the meadow anymore and they're like making interesting but like still really k-poppy k-pop yeah totally and i think that's just what i loved about it so much yeah and they feel like a group that hasn't like even though they have kind of grown out of that the specific like fairy style that they first started with they still it feels really logical, like the music that they've grown into. Um, and I feel like you talked about this album, maybe like not on the podcast. I don't know how often you've talked about it, but I feel like you've brought it up to me several times, like in throughout the year of just like different things that you liked about it. So it feels right for you to choose okay. this as your, okay, as your album you. of the year. Yeah. Thank you for talking through that with me. Anytime. I feel good about it too. Good. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, and so concludes the 2023 Ask Me About K-Pop Awards. Unbelievable. Wow. What a shining night of stars. Yeah. Congratulations to all the winners and to everyone else. Sorry. <laughs> but we love you too yeah sorry we love you or we didn't uh pay attention to you at all and hey there's always next year there's always <laughs> next year um and i think just in the interest of end of year time because we are almost at two hours already for this award show episode i think we're gonna skip the random game this week does that sound fair to you i think that that is fine to be totally honest okay. with you literally every single year and every single time we record one of these i always think that we are not gonna do a random game because part <laughs> of me is like no it's not like a regular episode it's end of the year we don't do random games for those but we do I always but forget. we do sometimes yeah but I'm also feeling I don't know I at this point in the year I just feel like I don't want to tempt the random number generator mm. right now because I don't know if you saw last week we did TO1 you know who disbanded this week TO1 oops <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> oh no or they left wake one and maybe they'll try to stay together but like TO1 is over and so I feel bad for like putting their name on this podcast yeah right like we have powers that we don't understand we don't understand and we don't have control <laughs> over so 
for the sake of everyone to end on a good note, we'll skip the random game. Just this time. stay on. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good plan. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for listening to these awards. We will be back next week with our top 15 choices for the year. Always a fun exercise in figuring out what how to rank songs. Yes. <laughs> An arbitrary and crazy process. Because we have literally no, we have no criteria or rubric for how we it's choose just our feelings. It's just, yeah. Gut vibes. It's just feelings. (laughs) Um, But until then, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we are at amakpoppod on Instagram. You can email us, amakpoppod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a text or leave a voicemail, we are at 181-AMAKPOP5. You can send mail to P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash amakpoppod. Bonus episodes and chances to participate in the show or vote on what episodes we do and other fun stuff like that over on Patreon. Uh, You can head over to our Linktree, Linktree slash amakpop, and you will find our Spotify page where we make playlists of all of our episodes that have a musical playlist to go with them. You can also find our YouTube channel where we make playlists of music videos, and you can join our Discord where there's lots of fun listeners talking about K-pop all day long in so many different channels, and they have their own version of awards every year called the A-Like Awards, where they vote on fun things like best pink hair and like best nerd, which is what they call a shirt that is not a shirt. Oh, it is a nerd. Okay, great. You know, sure, not a shirt. Fun things like that happen at the A-Like Awards, so you can join our Discord if you want to be a part of that. Um, And until then, we love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.